I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, your all day companion for news. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we're going to continue to plow forward here today. We've been talking a lot about leadership and uh, wanted to get a lot of your takes today as it relates to uh, good books, a, a book that has had a profound influence on your life. And uh, that's it's always an interesting thing for me to to watch and see uh, what happens. And and obviously, in uh, with a little more time at home, we all can read a little bit more. So it's a, a time to get some good books. So you can always do that on our uh, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line five seven five zero zero. And the uh, some of the interesting books that uh, have popped up there. Some of them are are what you would expect. There's lots of uh, religious texts uh, that are in there. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, that was a, a big one for me. Appreciate Terry sending that one along. Uh, Team of Rivals was another one that uh, was uh, mentioned in there, how Lincoln brought together those who opposed his administration uh, and some of his ideas. Uh, some other really interesting uh, wildlife wars is one I haven't read, but uh, very interesting. The Help, uh, awesome book there, wonderful. And uh, what else do we have in there? Aspire by Kevin Hall. Haven't read that one. That uh, sounds like a good one. The Last Lecture uh, is a great one as well. Uh, and all of these we're going to talk about in our final segment today when we talk about uh, what the next empires are in the world. And uh, a little hint, they uh, they happen in between your ears. So that's where the, the next empires are going to be built. We'll talk about Winston Churchill coming up here at 1150. Uh, right now, I want to shift gears a little bit. I had the opportunity uh, earlier this week to uh, have a, a great conversation with Mark Johnson. Uh, Mark Johnson is a just a, a tremendous thinker, a tremendous strategist uh, who uh, has had some some really big imp- influence around the world with organizations large and small. Uh, he's the co-founder and senior partner of InnoSight, uh, which is an innovation consulting firm. I uh, founded that with Clayton Christensen, uh, who passed away not too long ago, uh, one of the other great thinkers of our time. Uh, but I had the chance to talk to uh, to Mark, uh, and you can hear the full interview in uh, our podcast, Therefore What, uh, which you can get it wherever you get your podcast. But the uh, the book is called Lead from the Future. Uh, and so I asked Mark right off the bat, you know, what is it about this kind of vision and looking to the future first that can really help us deal with the challenges we have today? The main principle that I think is the antidote to all the short-sightedness that goes around in society, I think as the world's become, using an army term, more VUCA, more volatile, uncertain, and complex and ambiguous, we, we tend as human beings to just hunker down and, and focus on the here and now and, and and plan out from today, we're missing out on what we can learn from the future. And we can indeed learn from the future in terms of what trends and other things inform about the 
five to ten year horizon in the case of COVID even in the next couple of years. So the whole point of starting this book and how it tied to our work in innovation was with vision and a vision that's more than just a simple statement. Vision helps bring an organization its purpose, its hope, its inspiration and its perspective that allows for it to be able to start planning and developing things, planting seeds for the future while at the same time addressing the here and now. You know, I think it's it's so important, as as Mark was mentioning there. I, I love this Army term, VUCA, V-U-C-A, volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. So if you're working with your teenagers today doing a little homeschooling, uh, those are some, some areas that kids today, as they go into college, as they go into the workforce, uh, they're going to have to get really good with dealing with volatile situation, uncertainty, complex issues, uh, and complex solutions, uh, and, and dealing with ambiguity. Uh, those are all really critical things that require us to be able to look ahead just a little bit more. Uh, the other interesting thing I, I was able to ask uh, Mark about, again, in his book, Lead from the Future, uh, a lot of times you, you hear, you know, vision statements and it, it, it's a half-day workshop or it's a corporate retreat and then you put it in a shiny gold frame, you hang it somewhere, and then nobody looks at it ever again. Uh, Mark said that's not what this is about. Here's, here's where you have to go when it relates to vision. To make this actually tangible and real for leaders and organizations, we prescribe this vision is not just a corporate vision statement tied with a mission statement that's done as a half-day exercise. And maybe it's taking and developing a true narrative about mm. what could and should be, you know, coming out the other end and, um, you know, putting it tied to where the environment is going and how you can fit in that environment, not only to be in it, but to actually shape in it. We like to use the analogy of Wayne Gretzky, who talked about, as a hockey player, my success is because I skate not where the puck is, but where the puck is going. We take it one step further and say, you know, not only skate to where you think the puck is going, but, but look out so that you can help shape where the puck should go. That is one of my favorite statements from Mark Johnson uh, in his book, uh, Lead from the Future. Because it's, I love the Gretzky analysis. Uh, Gretzky was so good. He was, he would skate where the puck, not where it was, but where it was going. But I love the fact that Mark challenges that a little bit and says, no, it's, it's, that's not even enough. You actually have to shape where it's going to be so far out in front that you can actually shape where you think that puck should go. Uh, not just where it might go or could go. Uh, and I think that is one of the real lost arts in leadership today and in many organizations and in our personal lives, for that matter, is we, we aren't shaping the future. We're just reacting to events as they happen. And uh, you're never going to be at your best. You're never really functioning from a position of strength if you aren't committed to not only go where the puck is headed, where the opportunities are, but you're helping shape those opportunities. Functioning from a position of strength is so absolutely critical. Uh, I asked Mark about this idea of of looking to the future and how we do that without just being in a daydream scenario, what that looks like. And he said something interesting in terms of how much time we should be spending leading from the future, focusing on vision. This is what he said. In that 10 to 20 percent, is not operate and execute. The learning mode there is to open up the mind to explore, into envision the art of the possible, and then develop 
what needs to be done today, almost some of it in an experimental form to discover what things are true about what you envision and what things, you know, don't pan out and how you can adjust. So that 10 to 20 percent has to be carved out because it's about creating the space to be able to define what things could be and what things should be and start to develop a point of view. You know, and that point of view can be very powerful. You know, I have a colleague who's a futurist who says you want to try to develop a foresight, which then can lead to an insight, which then leads to a, a course of action. And he says that once you have that insight, this is Bob Johansson from the Institute of the Future, you can never go back. So uh, I love those three things. You have to have enough time and enough space in your day that you can get foresight, which you can turn into insight, which you can turn into action. Uh, and that leads me to the, to the last thing I was able to ask Mark, uh, and that is how do you actually take all of this and use it to change a culture, whether that's within an organization, within a community? We're obviously dealing with it in terms of this pandemic, and here's what Mark had to say. We're in a place where the world is moving faster. You know, it's back to volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, the Army term VUCA. And, and with that world, we can never no longer afford to just be living in the here and now. We need to make a permanent change in our culture and our leadership, which means we need to, for once and for all, be forward-looking, have a way to be forward-looking, have it a part of our lives. Because if we're not anticipating you know, not just things that slowly change, but things that disrupt, just like this pandemic, we're not going to be as well prepared as we could be. And we're not going to create the sustainability for our world and for us as individuals. Again, that's uh, Mark Johnson, Lead from the Future, uh, a complete podcast on There For What. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but just great insight there in terms of how do we create that change? How do we create a vision uh, to move forward in a very volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world? All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the next empires, the empires of the future. You don't want to miss this. Stay here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.